Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting. Hey, what the hell is this? It's a bowl of shadow, sir. Wait a minute, come here. What did you call it? Say it loud enough so everyone can hear. Come on, say it. <clears throat> Shaudel. Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! It's chowder. Say it right. Shaudel. <laughs> Come back here. I'm not through demeaning you. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons Quotes and Nobody Gets Any More Facebook page, nohomers.net, popculture.com.au and Podbean. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review The Boy Who Knew Too Much, an episode that Mitch really, really enjoys. It's a relatable story in the sense that Bart doesn't want to go to school the same as when you wake up and you just can't be bothered going to work. Mm. It just feels comforting to me. It's just a nice episode. It's like a, a good pair of socks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it just it brightens my day if I've got it wrapped around me. It does have a good uh, Westworld parody. With the going through the river? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and even the music at that point, the sound yeah, yeah, right. spot on. Yeah. yeah. Surprises me that you would have seen Westworld. Yeah. That strikes me as something that you've just read off Wikipedia. No, it's no. not even on Wikipedia, is it? Uh, I, I don't know, I probably was. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look. I haven't watched a TV show. Yeah, I, I, so I have seen the TV show. I haven't actually seen Any the original good? movie. Yeah, it is. It's okay. quite, yeah, it's good. We sell a shitload of pop vinyls of it. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. How many of them are nude? None of them. Lots of nudity in the TV show. Yeah, well, th- really? Yeah. Like, like tons. Cause like that vampire, is it true when, blood? Whenever, virtually whenever the robots are behind the scenes getting maintenance done, they're, they're just naked. Oh. So there's a lot of real still nudity. Is it Game of Thrones level nudity though? I reckon I saw more TNA in eight episodes of Westworld than I did in eight episodes of Game of Thrones, but it's less sexual. So they're just they're just naked. Yeah, yeah. They're just sort of sitting there in a chair, nude. So it's just uncomfortable being, being spoken to. Uncomfortable to watch. It, it's like <laughs> it's like every dream that you have about you went to school and you forgot to put clothes on. Like that's basically what it is. Just, they're just sitting there in class. Everything's like, normal, and then they look down. And like, ah! like Homer at college. Yeah. What was your favorite moment from the episode? Mine is when Freddie just arrives at the party. Yeah. The uh, it's so, give it a ball. It's so brash, and everyone just sort of awkwardly laughing along. My favorite moment of the episode is also from the party, but it is. The obviously Rainier Wolf Castle is a Schwarzenegger parody, but they've never been quite as blunt as Chief Wiggum just going, Yeah, magic ticket, my ass, McMahon. And his wife looks so much like Maria. Is it well, that much? I didn't realize, okay, just because I didn't really know what well, Maria, says Maria looked like. My heart, my mighty heart is breaking, yeah, yeah okay, <laughs> but yeah, like to, to actually have because Last Action Hero came out in 93, I think, 92 or 93, 93. I think you're right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a pretty fresh ins- mm. insult about the, the Schwarzenegger canon. I've heard that movie's terrible. No, it's not. It's not? I mean... Do you know, ab- I, I used to have a cardboard cutout of Schwarzenegger for Last Action Sorry. Hero. Objectively, yes, it's terrible. But just, it's. A, I think it's aged well. You can go back now <laughs> and watch it and really enjoy from it. From a special effects point of view? Or no. Or shit, no. Just a story. <laughs> no, from a corniness point of view. Like a Judge Dredd kind of thing? Um, Similar. Yeah, similar. 
I used to love Judge Dredd. Actually, probably probably less Judge Dredd, more Demolition Man. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But no, like uh, Last Action Hero, it's been well documented that there were a lot of rewrites, and it started off as one thing, and then it went a different way, and it's It's almost like it was. It's almost (laughs) like it was six scripts rolled into one. But there is some good stuff in there, and there's some genuinely memorable scenes. And Schwarzenegger in what's, particular. What's the magic tickets angle? So the the basic gist is that Schwarzenegger is set in like a movie within a movie type thing. So this kid is going to watch Jack Slater, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jack yep. Slater is like the biggest action star of of in this kid's life. It's got a magic ticket when the, the kid has the ticket and he gets sucked into movie world where Arnold Schwarzenegger is. Oh, so is I there. thought it was like a serious action f- film. No, like it's it's a big action movie, but it was it's always like so it's got elements of sci-fi and horror and fantasy and and, oh. and a bit of comedy. So in the movie world, Sylvester Stallone, there's, there's a great little joke here that like when he's in movie world, everything's the same, but it's all a little bit different. Sylvester Stallone is the Terminator. Like there's a, a scene where Schwarzenegger wow. is walking through a blockbuster or something like that because the kid's trying to prove to him that he's a movie star. He walks in and he can't find any of his movies, but there's Schwart- um, Stallone as. Terminator and he's like no this isn't right it's like he can't be he's like what are you kidding he's fantastic it's one of his best roles <laughs> I have I have to watch this movie yeah, you now. do you really really do I remember as a kid because I was at the video Danny store Danny DeVito voices a cartoon cat really yeah I was at the video store and there was a cardboard cutout of Schwarzenegger for the last action hero and the guy yeah. let me take it over so in my bedroom I had a giant cardboard cutout of Schwarzenegger, but yeah. I've never actually watched the movie. I can't believe you've never seen it before. No. There's so it mu- sounds like it's right up my alley. There's so much that's really cool. Like, he comes home, um, he comes back to his house and just fires a few bullets into a cupboard, opens the cupboard door, and a guy falls out. It's like, how'd you know there was a guy there? It's like, there's always a guy there. It's, 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 <laughs> it's just corny. Like, yeah. And, but then when he gets brought out into the real world, basically, like, there's his main villain, he goes through the so portal. So, he's the movie, movie character in the real world. Yeah, well, yeah, so he comes back, the villain goes through, so he's like, well, I've got to stop him, and he goes into the real world. Yeah. Now, the villain does very well for himself in the real world, because he's evil and twisted, whereas Schwarzenegger is used to the bad guy always has to lose, and the good guy's going to win no matter what, and then he comes in and gets hit with the hard reality of New York. Like, the first time he gets hit by a car, he's like, ah, oh, that really hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out and watch, that's, that's going to be a Patreon review. Last action hero. Yeah, okay. I'm up for that. <laughs> New title. Did you think of one I actually thought of one this week? Uh, yeah, Ch- um, Chowdertown. Chowdertown. I like it. I did The Lion Game. Nice. Yeah, good job. And also, I thought we could have used... Uh, that's a- very, very upmarket for you. Why? Cry- you, you put me down a lot. You're, when have you ever sat down and watched The Crying Game? I don't have to. I know what happens at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, The Crying Game is a very good movie that... Got the, ruined the, by the end? Not ruined, but the last five minutes overshadowed cast a shadow if you will over the rest of the movie like and it kind of gets everything in the lead up is forgotten for what had happened at the end can you enjoy the film when you know how it ends now or does it just take it all away yeah you still can I mean it's like watching I won't say what happens people haven't seen it but it's like watching Saw and then knowing what happens at the end yeah well you know can you enjoy Titanic knowing that that iceberg is there and looming because yeah but but see Titanic didn't have a it wasn't a twist no, we're going into it yeah but the like while there is a twist in the crying game that like the there's still the emotional connection of of meeting the person that's responsible mm. and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Like, there's a lot of emotional manipulation going on in that movie. <laughs> also, I liked Ken Brockman's Waitergate. Yeah, that was a good pun. Yeah. That's one of the only times that I've appreciated a news outlet putting the suffix gate on something. I'm pretty sure you put one out once on the podcast. And it fit. I doubt I would have. 
Because <laughs> you hate it so much. It's just, I feel grimy whenever it happens. Like, when they have, you know, um, Tyrone Vickery, for, just because oh, it's no, topical. No, we're talking about the football, the deflating the footballs. Oh, uh, deflate gate. Yeah, deflate yeah that's gate, right. Deflate yeah. gate with the Tom Brady thing. Yeah. But whenever something happens, and it'd be, you know, I've mentioned Tyrone Vickery just to finish that thought. He was AFL re- footballer. AFL footballer was arrested today. And it'll be like Vickery gate or extortion gate or something gate like that. End, yeah. I'm like, but you realize that the water, the gate was there. Because that's what it was fucking called. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah. not, it's not Watergate Gate. I just liked this one because it was a good play on words, as you said. Yeah, exactly. This one is a good pun. Yeah. Trivia. I will kick off the proceedings. Please do. When will slouching be eliminated by? Oh, thanks to these chairs. Three thousand. Yep. Year three thousand. Yep. Um. Oh man, I just had. Was it Busted that did? I took a trip to the year three thousand. One of those bands. Yeah, this album. Yeah, anyway, that just flashed wow. into my head. Now I feel a little dirty. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd, sorry, just to derail it slightly again. I'd spent the afternoon listening to a bunch of like 90s. I don't even know what what genre of music you call it, but like some 41. And American Ameri- Pie style. Yeah, American Hi-Fi. Like Blink-182, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's not quite. Fat Lip it's defines almost, that era. Yeah, Fat Lip <laughs> were in there. It's almost like. No, Gap- Fat Lip's the song. Oh, sorry. By some 41. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> Um, showing my music cred. <laughs> anyway, um, how many fish did Bart catch? Oh, I didn't. Four? One. Oh, one. There was, <laughs> when he got up to run away from the hobos, there was one on the um, okay. string. What does Bart have to go to the dentist for? The fake letter. Oh. Mm, I don't know. I'm assuming it's pronounced caraway seed? Oh, you caraway seed. seed caught under his bridge work. Yeah, okay. You had to freeze frame for that, I'm assuming? The, no, no, he, he says it. Oh, okay. Yeah, he says, because oh, I've got a caraway seed under oh, my bridge work. Yeah. Gotcha, okay. Um, who, which were the other main or recurring Simpsons characters that were on the jury? This was going to be one of my questions, but I couldn't be bothered. I know Molman was on there, Apu uh, was yep, on there, yep. Helen Lovejoy, Yep. Jasper. Yep. How many more are there? Three. One of them's obvious, but so I won't. Oh, Skinner, and Skinner, yep. Um, Flanders, yes, Flanders is there. Yes, not Hibbert. No, nope. no, he was a lady. Who was it? Patty. Oh, of course it is, because she she has a go at Homer. Yep. yep, well played. How long ago did Willie and Skinner get mixed up? So Lisa goes, "You got mixed up so and so ago when they were doing the good oh, cop bad cop ten minutes ago. ten minutes ago." Yep. yep. Um, but that's one of my favourite scenes in the whole thing, by the way. <laughs> Just Lisa laughing at them. Where's your brother? <laughs> and, and particularly Willie's response at the end when she's like, now you switch back, now you're the backup. What? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> How many US Marshals were required to take down Bart's uncle? 74? 72? Oh, 75. 75, so damn it. Oh, shit. Who was sitting behind Bart at the auction? Um, It's a character who's only appeared once and it was a... Quick gag, and it was in this season. One-time gag. Mm. Very memorable name. Joey Jojo? Yep. Joey yeah. Jojo is sitting behind yeah, him. Yeah, cool. That auction's also a great scene. Yeah. Like, well, the next winning bid was 2.1 million. Well-dressed, sensible-looking man <laughs> in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any serious bids? What on this? were they bidding on? That was going to be one of my questions. Uh, I forgot. just a painting or There's something? Some General <laughs> artwork? Yeah. Is that all your questions? Yeah, that's me. Done. Okay, cool. Uh, how old was Freddie turning? It was his birthday party. Was it his 21st? Uh, 18th. 18th. He seems older than 18, doesn't he? The way he's behaving, mm. driving a car and whatnot. Also, drinking alcohol. Yeah. Well, 
not out and about, I suppose. Uh, yeah. <laughs> was he actually drinking the punch? Well, no, he um when, he goes, I'm going to enjoy oh, this. That's right, I suppose it was blast. behind closed doors. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. What did Brockman want? Oh, okay, want to call the case. Way to go. And who else had the evil gene, according to Dr. Hibbert? Walt Disney. Yes. Hitler. Hitler. That's it. Two. That's, that's the yeah, only two. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not many facts this week. Just all it is is, is the last episode to feature hand-drawn dimensions before they went to digital. Oh, okay. Hmm. Cool. The original air date was May 5th, 1994. Chalkboard gag. There are plenty of businesses like show business. Is that true? Name them. Yeah. <laughs> and couch gag was the David Letterman one, which I found that they're reusing couch gags quite a lot in this season. Maybe because I just can't be bothered, didn't have the time to think of new ones. Possibly. This is the second yeah, time we've seen this one this season. Yeah. yeah. I think last week's was a reused one as well. Yeah. There's only so many that you can do. I wonder how many they actually have done. It's just a case of if you like the Letterman one. 600 and something episodes. Probably done, what, 400 and something? I wouldn't have a clue. There's probably a list somewhere. Yes, there would be. Won't be in our book. No. (laughs) Kicks off with a beautiful, I'm going to say summer morning. No, because they don't go to school during summer, do they? So it's just a beautiful spring morning. Mm. And Bart's annoyed that he has to go to school. It's like when you leave your house in the morning. It's like, such a good day. Can't I just stay home with the dogs? Yeah. And take them for a walk, whatever. It's the danger of a morning coffee break when you go for a walk to grab your coffee. Yeah, when you leave the building, you're like, oh, I don't know if I want to come back here. See, we have the food van at work, so every at ten thirty every day, it's honk honk. Everyone mm. runs to get food from the food van, and it's like, oh, I don't want to go back inside now. Yeah, the other day I was walking and was I saw a kind of shady looking character, and there was a moment when, ah, oh, it'd be so great if you just punch me in the jaw, and then I could, like, <laughs> just so I could come back. And go, oh, look, I've just. I've just been clocked. Um, you should have just pulled a Jim Carrey I from Liar Liar. I think I need to... At the very least, I should get this checked out. I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> just beat the shit out of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Otto arrives in the prison bus, and this is just sort of meant to be a tape because... Lisa well, it was... Not, yeah, yeah, we're not imprisoned. Yeah. Prison bus pulls up. School's not so bad kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I love the way that prison bus is drawn, not not only externally, but internally. They have like Otto's, you know, sit down or... Shining thing going on Yeah very abusive to the kids But then you've got one kid That's just playing a harmonica Really yes. really somber harmonica song. It's like the, It's the thing that everyone plays in prison Yeah I, I guess it's just It's a small instrument It's one, probably one of the few things They're actually allowed to have I don't mean harmonica well, What's the actual tune that no, he's playing I know you know what a harmonica oh, yeah. is <laughs> okay. that, that, I thought you meant Why is it a harmonica okay. Like why is yeah, that yeah, yeah, What's yeah, typical yeah. Um, No probably I don't can't know be used as I, a, I guess it could be used as a weapon If it wanted to, if it I wanted don't to really be. know what the song is but it just signifies just, being locked away in a prison yeah. cell. And then you've got the other kid the doing kid banging the glass. Yeah, doing cup. the Attica style, just <laughs> bashing his cup <laughs> against the bars. I also like too that when the door closed, it sounded like a prison cell slamming shut. Oh yeah, right. As I opposed to that. just the school bus door. That was a good bit of sound design. Yep. And then we have Bart looking out to the river and imagining a better life yeah. with I'm, I'm assuming it's Huck Finn. Huckberry Huckberry Finn. Huckberry yeah. Finn and, and Abe, Lincoln. Abe Lincoln. Apparently Swap just like to get uh, presidents into his gags. That's the only reason Lincoln was in there. Yeah, right. Well, I was trying to figure that out, but I just kind of thought that I guess Bart's just trying to imagine everything that's perfect and wholesome and American. So you've got Huckleberry Finn floating down that. a raft and Abe Lincoln. I will accept that. Yeah, there you go, Schwarzwalder. I've justified it for you. <laughs> At the primary school, and they've got new chairs installed to eliminate slouching by the year three thousand. They look very uncomfortable, mm. but apparently their bones will reshape over time. <laughs> they'll get used to it. <laughs> The animation on Millhouse. Oh, how good with, is it? With ha- the left half of his body being numb. It was brilliant. <laughs> the eyes sort of half open. Yeah. And everything. yeah. It's like full on. It's like he's got full blown cerebral palsy, basically. Yeah, full on, yeah. Really, really well drawn. Martin's having back spasms. 
now since the clocks have been running past, uh, running fast, I should say, they have to stay back an extra two hours. Yep. Great reveal. Great Bart. Re- yeah, Bart, very remorseful with his little bastard clock cam- tampering <laughs> kit. That's a recurring gag that they've used a few times throughout the show, yeah. little bastard something. Yeah, I know it's... they used it in the one with the leader. Yep. And I'm sh- there's another, like, I'm not sure if it was the leader one, but I, I can remember vaguely one where, like, Bart has a little bastard something and then Homer has his own little bastard kit of another kind. Well, this is the, that's in the leader one because okay. the leaders have their own version of little, right. like, they, because they take him into the room. And he comes out and they've like warped his mind and it's like a little bastard mind warping yeah, kid or okay, whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, might have been that one. But it could be another one that you're talking about. Either way, it's 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 kind of like their own version of Acme products. Yes. Mm. Yep, true. What would be in the little bastard clock tampering kit, do you think? Lots of tiny screws. Wouldn't need too much. You just need to t- turn the clock. <laughs> just need to <laughs> twist it. Probably there'd be some springs and maybe a bit of nitrous oxide. A little mi- magnifying glass or something. I don't know why you would need it. <laughs> so he looks out the window and sees Freddie Quimby. And Freddie Quimby says, "They think I got all this after dropping out of the fourth grade, <laughs> just to rub it in that you know Bart wants yeah. to get out of school." Super good hearing by Bart. Yes, very very or good. Or super loud voice from Quimby. One he, of those two. Bart says, "That's enough. If he can do, be successful after dropping out of fourth grade, I can too." Writes the fake letter. I love the way that he wrote, Marge. Um, sorry if it's for this being shitty writing. I've ruined whatever hand it is I write with. Yeah. <laughs> you were right to be suspicious, Edna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a full on Batman style. Um, analysis that Skinner subjects yeah. the letter to, which I really like. Yeah, go to the crime lab. I like Mrs. Cage just smoking a cigarette in the background. Yeah. She's just waiting, you know. But then we cut to one of the best moments in the whole episode, Willie and Skinner, trying to get the information out of Lisa. Spill it! Where's your brother? You'd better answer him, Lisa. He's a bad man. <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> you started off as the bad cop, and now you're the good one. You and Willie got mixed up about ten minutes ago. We did not. Now, where's Bart? You better tell me. Oh, you better tell him, Lassie. I cannot control him when he gets like this. <laughs> now you're the good cop. What? My question is, the only downfall of this episode is that if Skinner wanted to prove that Bart skipped school, couldn't he have just asked Marge if she wrote the letter? Hmm. Could have, yes. That's all you have to do. But if Rooney wanted to prove that Ferris Bueller wasn't in school or that he wasn't homesick, couldn't he have just called the parents? He could have. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes you've just got to exactly. suspend I'm, disbelief. And I'm all for doing that. Yeah. <laughs> so Bart's out now by the river, just relaxing. He's mm. skipped school. He's having a great time. If you had a day off work, what's the, what would you be doing? What's a day off, like a, a day of skipping work for Mitch? Mine's usually podcast editing. <laughs> <laughs> um. Look, what's your ideal day off? I don't know. You want me to try and make this interesting, or do have you want, ga- me to, have, no, yeah. want me to be truthful? Um, like, what, what, what's, if you, what would you want to do? What's your ideal day off? Hit a golf? Yeah, yeah. Well, depending on the weather, but I, ideally, golf movie and playing with the dogs. Going to the movies or what you want? To, uh, well, it just depends on what's on. Yeah. But just it, it, you know, absorbing something, even yep. reading a book, it could be fine. But just something to sort of stimulate me a little bit and and just get me thinking it could be typically if i've got a day off and i'm on my own that's probably when i want to watch movies that i haven't seen before how often do you get a chance to watch movies these days nowhere near as often as i would like yeah and nowhere near as often as i used to do like i've got when we're writing the book it it felt like i felt guilty sitting down watching movies and stuff like that it's been so good to have that done and now be able to watch yeah. other TV shows again. Yeah. Because I had to shut everything off for like two and a half months. You just got distracted. I watched so much go by, so it's really great. But like, I've still got, what was that um, Wachowski Brothers movie with Tom Hanks, Cloud Atlas. I've still got that sitting at home, unopened, 
I've probably had that for a year and a half. I just wow. haven't had time to sit down because it's a three-hour movie. Yeah. And now, you know, to sit down for three hours, this sucks about being slightly And we are not older. complaining because we love the fact that we wrote a book. Oh, like- this isn't just about the book. This is life in general. <laughs> As a 29-year-old, you can't just sit down for three hours anymore. No, you need to, like... you got to plan yourself. There's always... Plan your day. There's just things yeah. that get up. Anyway. Floors need to But no, an, an, an ideal day for me certainly wouldn't be fishing. It would just be, uh, yeah... Golf and some form of entertainment. I can't imagine you fishing full stop. No, I've done it a couple of times and I've never been a fan. I would love to watch you cast a rod. I can do that fine. Like, okay. I've got, you know... I'm the not, basics. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> my, my basic phone mo- fine motor skills are okay, but I don't know what the difference is between a nibble and a bite and a tug or just... <laughs> a nibble and a tug. Or just... The tide slowly, <laughs> slightly moving my lure. Like, so I sit there and I'm like, "Was that a fish? Was that a fish? No, no, that's not a fish." I, I, I'm this person that will reel in my and nothing hook there. like six times and find nothing, and I'd be convinced. I would be. <laughs> you think you've got something? I used to always be at the boat with my dad, and he'd be looking at his sounder or whatever it is. There's just all these different colour blodges oh, yeah. on, the, on the screen. He's like, "That's a fish. That's a fish." I'm like, "How the?" Fuck, can you tell the difference? Yeah. It's just all different colours. The thing is, though, even if you know they're down there, how do you catch I them? I mean, of course there's fish there. You're in the you're in the ocean. That's where fish live. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> sounder is a complete waste of money. <laughs> so, where were we up to? So, Bart's relaxing by the beach, and he, by the river, and he thinks that his dream has come to reality. But it's not. It's just, it's, say, homeless guys, you're going to say? Yeah, hobos. Hobos, yeah. Mm. Want to see a dead body? Yeah. Very creepy. It is creepy. Like you kind of almost take that as a threat. Like, like Bart's about is to become threat. the dead body. It, that's what he. I think that's what he means, doesn't he? I, it it definitely comes across that way. That's what I've always thought. Anyway, yeah, He's, we're going to make you a dead body mm. <laughs> out of paper mache. Yes, Skinner is then at <laughs> arts and crafts hobos. <laughs> what would their names be? What What would a, a hipster hobo? What would an arts and craft hobo be called? Hipster hobos. Hipster hobos. Um. I reckon they would have names that aren't quite human names. Yeah, I'm just so, trying to think of something that's a bit abstract. Yeah, they'd be... Well, no. One would be Macklemore. Macklemore. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mac, for short. And there'd be another one that would be like Aardvark. Aardvark. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Try to do better. <laughs> Skinner is then at the museum because he thinks that's where a kid would want to go on his day off. Mm-hmm. He'd want to go learn something. <laughs> I love your mind, Simpson. Like, yeah. He's so, so convinced that he's on the right track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he walks through the empty halls of the museum. <laughs> uh, then Bart goes to see Bubarama. And what was his mm. reasoning? Well, uh, well if I was under 17, I'd be in school. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess that makes sense. Then Skinner goes to look for Bart somewhere else. Can't quite remember where it is. The but 4-H club. Yes, that's it. There are no children at the 4-H club. It's just a run-down, tattered building that looks like it's about to be demolished. And we get one of the most famous Skinner lines. Why, there are no children here at the 4-H club either. Am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. So we cut to the auction, and people are bidding on a painting, I think it was, I think it was mm-hmm. 2.3 or 2.4 million, and it's just Bart laughing and runs off. You couldn't get away with this in real life, could you? You couldn't bid on something at an auction and then just run out. You could try it, but I don't mm. think you could get away with it, could you? No, I don't think it's actually Is legal it legally binding do. once you put a bid on something at an auction? Um, 
Well, it certainly is property and that sort of stuff, so I imagine it would be. So, if you and I went to an auction and put our hand up and said we'd bid a million dollars, we'd have to find it. We couldn't then say, oh, look, sorry, we didn't realise we didn't have that much money. You could potentially be sued, yeah. At the very least, um, there'd there'd probably be a minimum amount amount or something like that that you'd be up for. Let's not do that. Yeah. Which is why, (laughs) listeners, and I'll put on my finance hat for a moment, don't bid at auctions if you haven't already got your finance sorted. Yeah. Because you never know. Don't impulse buy. Don't impulse buy at an auction. Always get a pre-approval in place. As we mentioned earlier, the well-dressed guy runs out as well with another fake bid. Are there any real offers? No. Then we get Homer and Bart on the street. This is a fantastic moment. Mm. This could possibly actually be my favorite moment in the whole episode. It's a- How do you do, <laughs> sir? <laughs> the Bart just thinks that by brushing his hair forward, and that's Homer's enough. got a fake mustache. Yeah. Is it a comb? It's a comb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they both think they got away with it. Mm. Sucker. I just like the idea that Homer has copied the same thing as Bart. They've both yeah. skipped work and skipped school. Yeah. They're one and the same. <laughs> then Skinner finds the gum on the ground. Mm. Skinner has a really great line here, but no one's around to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to double your fun, hey, Bart. Well, I'll double your detention. <laughs> and so we enter end the game. Yeah. <laughs> I love the, like, the camera angle from down low as well. It just makes him look so menacing. It's where the music thing. kicks in as well. It's yeah. like serious business from now on. Yeah. And that's the next bit that we get is sort of he's following him, get him going through the river. Yeah, walks out of the ice cream shop, sees Skinner. Mm-hmm. This is where they actually used old footage from Camp Krusty, a Bart running down the hill, but just played it in oh, reverse. Okay. Yeah, right. it's just, it looks really, you notice it once you know it's there. It's, yeah. It looks really, really old. Bart cuts off the bridge. What kind of bridge? What's that kind of bridge called? A rope bridge? Just a rope bridge, I guess. Yeah. So. Well, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, yeah. that kind of bridge. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it's called, a Temple of Doom bridge. A Temple of Doom, yes. <laughs> In the biz, yeah. anyway. You walk in and say, oh, I've got a river here. I need a crossing. What are you after? Are you after a Temple of Doom or yeah. are you after a cliffhanger? No, give me the Temple <laughs> of Doom. <laughs> so, Skinner walks through the water. Now, did you notice here when he says he's like non, a non-giving-up school guy, mm. the mouth is completely out of sync. Makes yeah. me think they must have changed the line at last yeah. minute. Wonder what could it have been? Maybe yeah. it wasn't funny and they made, tried to make it funny? Could have been that or maybe it was just... But the joke feels like it's something that they couldn't come up with anything funny and they've just... Whack something in there a little bit, and it's become funny because it's so not funny, not funny, yeah, yeah. Non giving up school guy, like mm. you can picture them sitting at the table going, What's like a non giving up school guy? Like, what's something funny? Mm. Or like, maybe it's just a simple animation mistake, possibly. <laughs> Bart's then climbing the cliff, and it's really good animation here of Skinner chasing after him, mm. like, it's quite suspenseful, yeah. The music kicks in, yeah. and you think Bart's screwed, he hides behind the rock, Skinner gets up, he's about to catch him, and Quimby. Past, yep. And he's in the car with him. Just quietly, I don't think you can actually go from a sitting, standing, still, standing still, sitting still, either way. I don't think you can go from a still position to jumping into a car going, let's say, at least 45 miles an hour. Oh, you can. And not be killed. I just don't think well, that can, that is you, physically yeah, possible. You, you try. <laughs> Unless you're Keanu Reeves in speed. But even he was going equal, he was in the car already, so he was on the move. Yeah. It's, it'd be virtually impossible. Hmm. Not literally, though. Not literally, I would, yeah, like, there is a, a tiny, tiny, tiny infinitesimal chance that Bart managed to pull off the near impossible. You would have to jump out when the car was, say, 20 metres away to sort of jump in at the well, right yeah, time. something like that, yeah. And presumably you have to jump high enough to get over it that Spinner would have seen him go. So Skinner didn't even see him. The whole episode falls apart right here. <laughs> so he's in Freddy's car. Give me the ball! People, the punch has been spiked. <laughs> 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 That's my nephew. 
displaying the Quimby wit that's won the public's heart. Happy birthday, Freddie, and may all your disgraces be uh, private. Basically, Freddie Quimby is that kind of jock character that's in male a- Paris Hilton. Oh, no, I wouldn't quite go that far. Close, but I was more thinking, you've seen Wedding Crashes? Yeah. Bradley Cooper's character mm. in that, like yeah. when they, you know, they'd go out to play football. And he just ta- yeah, yeah. Douchebag is the best ter- yeah. term for it. Freddie Quimby is a douchebag. Quimby, of, uh, Mayor Quimby here. May all your disgraces be private. Yeah. <laughs> Bart then bumps into Quimby because he's just part of the party now. Mm. What's it? Bart's fake name. Quality. Uh, Bart Bart. Bart Bart. Reminded me of in, there's a classic scene in Fletch, the Chevy Chase um, film, where he's trying to sneak into the, a records room or something like that at a hospital and coming up with different fake names. And it's just like, it's, it starts at Dr. Rosen. It's just like, uh, I'm Dr. Rosen, need to get in the records room. Who are you? Dr. Rosen Rosen. And like, then he doubles it. And then it comes into Dr. Rosen Cox and then Dr. Rosen Penis. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on Chevy? Um, at his best, very, very good. Like, I, yeah, I love Fletcher's great, and I love him in Caddyshack. I do remember Johnny Carson is attributed with this line, I think, as saying that Chevy Chevy Chase wouldn't be able to ad lib a fart after a baked bean dinner. Really? So, I, I'm not sure how well respected he is in I've, the comedy I've read that, world. That he's not very respected. He's not a very nice person. But as a, yeah, but as a comic actor, has done some great work. Not for a long time. He's in community. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, I haven't seen a lot of community, but um, but you know, you can't deny the fact that for a while he was one of the most bankable comedians that was making movies. Oh, late 80s, yeah. early 90s, for sure. Getting back to the party, we've already discussed the McBain scene, yep. Mighty Heart is Breaking. Then it's the infamous chowder scene. Mm. What is there to say about this? It's just, it's, this is like the peak of this episode, really, yeah. isn't it? It's what everyone knows the episode for. Yeah. If there's one line that I think really sums up Freddie, actually, in his sense of entitlement. I'm not through demeaning you? Yeah, it's that. Like, yep. Come back here. I'm not through demeaning you. Yeah. Like, that thing of, like, no, no, no. In my position, I get to yell at people, and they don't leave until I say yeah. they get to leave. <laughs> yeah. Bart has snuck into the kitchen. He takes a giant bite out of the big rice crisp. Have you ever had a rice crispy square? Like, what, the, what um, are they? Is it like rice bubbles? Yeah. Yeah, basically. they. Uh, yeah, I've had many ones. So they are exactly that, like rice like bubbles. Like rice crackles that you have at a party kind of thing. Is that what it is? Yeah, similar. Yeah. With some sort of sweetening glue. Say it, Frenchie. Say chowder. Never. Okay, you asked for it. I'm going to enjoy this. That's got to hurt. I really like the way this episode is like a whodunit. You know, mm. well, you don't really know that Freddy's Innocent. Well, it the only way you know is because Bart knows. I was going to say, a weird thing that I noticed in watching this is that in the next scene, Bart is already so kind of grief-stricken over whether or not he should come forward, which feels a little bit weird from the viewer's perspective because you don't know. I feel like that it would have given that more weight if we knew that Bart was telling the truth. And then we kind would of the go episode along. work then, though? Yeah, not- because the, ep- the episode isn't about whether or not he's guilty. The episode is about Bart's conflict of whether or not he comes true. true. And if we're on the... Sorry, whether or not he comes forward. And if we're on the same side as Bart, having seen what he's seen, then we get to go on that journey of will he go? F- will he come forward? Will, In effect, will we come forward with the truth? I also thought this episode was a little jarring in the sense that last week Skinner and Bart were such good friends. Mm, yeah, but he's still... He's a small, petty man. I, I know. <laughs> so- <laughs> I think, like, you know, at the end of the they, day... They should have separated these episodes a bit, I think. If they had 
the opportunity to enhance. It would have been, yeah, I, I suppose it would have been nice. But at the same time, he's still skipping school. And Skinner yeah. is back as principal. And, like, they did have that conversation of this means we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. I just thought, yeah, it was just a little, little jarring. So, as we said, Bart saw what happened, but we hadn't seen it yet. And uh, Wigan walks in. Oh, my God. Someone's taking a bite out of the Rice Krispie Square. Yeah. Oh, and the guys have <laughs> yeah. sort of been brutally beaten. When it comes to the guy, when he breaks his leg, right? Mm. Was that just meant to be a funny visual? Because they make it out like someone snaps his leg. Because all you see when Bart first sees it is his foot. But when you see the, the actual reveal at the end, the waiter's leg just goes and just yeah. snaps. Is that the only reason they did that? Just for the funny visual? I think so, yeah. Just to throw you off? Like a red herring? To think that Quimby did something to him? Um, yeah, I guess. Like, because they had to match it up with the sound of what you'd heard yeah. earlier. and Which doesn't match up when you watch the real thing. True. But that, and I guess, like, all of this awful stuff's happened to him. And then that just goes. His whole body snaps. Yeah. <laughs> so, when we come up from commercial, Bart's guilty. As you said, mm. and Marge- now let's all read the funnies. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Is it Charlie Brown? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Charlie Brown said, "Good grief, didn't see that coming." Yeah, but then he has to tell somebody, so he tells Lisa on the bus. Mm. He reveals what happened. Yeah, he skips school, but casual casual racism here as well. Really, referring to him as that frog waiter. Yeah, mm. just glossed right over. The Simpsons shit on French quite a bit. Americans shit on the French quite a bit. That is I true. Think. There was um. One time, John McEnroe called a French linesman a fucking French frog fag. Like, that was... Really? At points for alliteration. Like, did <laughs> Bart says that he can't testify because of Skinner. Homer is then revealed that he's on the jury. So, Lisa says that... I'll I'm see sure that Quimby kid hanged for this. Because he has to do jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out that Homer actually loves jury duty because he gets a lot of free shit. Yeah. We'll find that out in a few find moments. Out later. And then, yeah, like, that really good kind of... Breaking down their own form well format basically like I knew it was a bad idea to make to watch him opening the mail because why would they possibly be sitting there yeah so yeah it's it's a fun funny joke on their on their own pretense yes at the court case and Brockman's talking about how his ideas were shut down I love the way that sorry with with Kent Brockman this is one of those things that just gives it a nice little feel of realism where the news cuts to him and it's not quite perfect so yeah. it's like we go live to Kent Brockman. Ackman here at the like you know they cut off his little intro. Yeah, yeah. you know what it reminded me of roaming with BT <laughs> <laughs> after the footy. Yeah, okay. Just Brian Taylor with the camera, just yeah. you know, on, just on the around. scene. Who else can we find? Just gets locked out. <laughs> It'd be a little bit like roaming with BT for international listeners. Basically, after games, we've got a commentator on Channel Seven, the obnoxious commentator of them all. He'll go down into well, he plays to a character, but anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. He'll go down into the change rooms and he'll just. Interview people in a very loose format, like guys sitting on the ground, and that no sort one of thing, knows what's which, happening. Which I think probably happens a lot in American sports, but in Australian sports, really, really rare that this happens. It's, it's revolutionary. <laughs> <laughs> for, well, for us, it is because yeah. more often than not, we talk to people or they get them talking to them in a it's special little interview interviews. thing. Yeah. And it's all, anyway, but with BT, it'd be really disconcerting when you're talking to him and you see his eyes darting around as he's trying to find someone more interesting. Yeah. Than you. <laughs> There was one point where he was interviewing in the Geelong rooms after a game down here a couple of mm. weeks ago, and there's a room where media's not allowed, and he goes, now, normally the media aren't allowed in here, but we'll just open the door and see what happens. <laughs> he opens the door. Chris Scott's in there, gives him the dirtiest look. Punches him in the face. <laughs> Chris Scott's like, you better close that fucking door. Like, yeah. And then he just goes, well, I don't think Chris liked that one at all. Chris Scott, for all you listeners, is the coach of the Geelong yeah. team. But anyway, 
It's just, you know, I really enjoy. You know, it. it would have been brilliant. And what I imagine it, it's like normally the media aren't allowed in here, but let's just see what goes on. And he opens the door. One, they should set this up for the future. He opens the door, and it's Chris Scott and Patty Dangerfield, but they're dressed like those two weird fucking characters from The Shining, where he just opens a weird door, and there's like some guy in a tiger suit just on his knees. <laughs> Scott's sitting on a bed, and they both just slowly turn and look at him. That would be the best. That'd be so fucking great. <laughs> He wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> Getting back to the episode, we've derailed a lot this episode. But people have been writing to us saying that they love the fact that we derail a lot. Apparently, more. the last few episodes have been some of our funnier episodes. That's what people are saying. In people's opinion. So, we love your um, feedback too. So, make sure you send it in. Mailbag at fourfigurediscount.com.au. So, getting back to the episode, as I mentioned, Skinner can read Bart's thoughts and Bart can read his thoughts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Another, another shining little reference yes, here, yeah. actually. Yeah. I know you can read my thoughts, Bart. Just a little reminder. If I find out you cut class, your ass is mine. Yes, you heard me. I think words I would never say. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. A lot of people apparently thought you were saying, um, now. When I posted that clip on, um... On Facebook, people are like, I thought he used to say now, now, now. And I'm like, what? what, what? Why would he be doing that? Yeah, that makes no sense. Obviously, Not that meow, 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 meow makes much more. But but meow but Mix is a, you can check it, check it out on YouTube. It's just, okay. that's the song. It's a catnip or cat food kind of okay. commercial. Only one cat food commercial in my eyes, and that is Snappy Tom. How did that used to go? It was the most uplifting jingle of all time. Because yeah. the cats of Australia have oh, made the choice. choice. That's it. Snappy, Snappy Tom. Tom. Yes. <laughs> As cats all over the neighbourhood leaping over yeah. backyards. That's right. That was good, It was wasn't amazing. It? Why would they ever not air those commercials anymore? Oh, I don't know. They would still sell their ass off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, what was the bread one? Good on your mum. Tip top for oh, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Tip Top even a brand anymore? I'm pretty sure Tip Top's still around. Matt Graney makes an appearance right here. He's the court artist. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. The wasn't born in your country. This is hilarious. <laughs> From now on, you tell me everything. As <laughs> <laughs> people run to the yeah, payphone like it's on the side deal. of the court. It's a big deal that he wasn't born here. Mo has then clearly been bought off. Yeah. By- oh, good. My laundry is done. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa's saying he's just been bought off. Well, Meg could be trying to buy his nephew's innocence. Mm. But says the system works then. Yeah, just ask Klaus von Bülow. Who was a British socialite, apparently, who well, got charged for murder and got off twice or something? Yeah, British socialite of German and Danish, Dan- Danish, and Danish ancestry. He was accused of attempted murder of his wife, Sully von Bülow. In 1979, he was found guilty in the first and then not guilty in the second. Now, I looked into this, and from what I can tell on Wikipedia, I don't think he was actually guilty. Like, it seems like... The, uh, the reason this was kind of topical for Bart to be talking about it is there was a 1990 film starring Jeremy Irons that... Okay. Um, about that, this, so, I'm guessing case, that's yeah. why it was in there. But, yeah, but it does look like he was able to hire some really fucking good witnesses to be able to come in. Like, he had something like 10 medical professionals discredit what was um, said in the first trial. So, it's not a case of shooting somebody through the bathroom door. It's, it's, it's not an Oscar Pistorius, no. 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 Oh, Oscar. <laughs> he got off, though, didn't he? Or did he get charged? Uh, no, no, he was charged. I don't think he got as much time as people would have liked, but yep. he was definitely found guilty. As a general rule... When there's only two people in a house, 
you don't just open fire through a locked door into the toilet as well. It's not like it's the locked door where they were in where you keep all of your gold and doubloons or your rand and you're like, oh my God, I've got to shoot the... Or or like, if they get through the next door, then my baby's there and my baby will be in trouble, so I need to shoot them. Like, they're in the toilet. They're pretty well captured. If if they were in the toilet, you could just lock them in there or just hold them in there. Yeah, exactly. They're where they should be. Yeah. (laughs) Just stand there with a gun. Call the police. Stand there with a gun. Anyway, Hibbert is then a witness... And he says that Freddie Quimby is one of three people who have the evil gene. Mm. Hitler, Walt Disney, and Freddie Quimby. Then Hutz here, classic Hutz. I rest my case. You rest your case? What? Oh, no, I thought that was just a figure of speech. Case closed. Then we get Homer with the glasses mm-hmm. where he's fallen asleep. Uh, not much to really say about that. Everyone no, knows, it's just a funny joke. Yep, yep, it's a funny gag. The lawyers then call Freddie to the stand. This is hilarious. Yeah. Well, that didn't go well. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I've already proven beyond all doubt my client's innocence, I'd still like to call him as a witness so we can all bask in his gentle warmth. See, when he stood up, one of the people, you you hear it in the background, goes, oh, you've got innocent looking hair. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't hear that. That's good. But yeah, the lawyer mispronounces chowder. Mm. Well, he doesn't. Oh, no. That's that's the thing. Chowder. That's chowder. I'll kill you. I'll kill all of you. Especially the members of the jury. Yes, especially those of you on the jury. <laughs> the jury then immediately think that he's guilty mm. and Bart feels guilty because he knows that he knows he's innocent. innocent. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. got an anger problem about chowder. And he imagines what will happen if he comes forward, what Skinner will do to him, make him spend his whole life in the cafeteria. Yeah. Lisa then brings over the judge. She says, my brother's got something to say to you. Bit of a sexist line here. Keep up the good work, toots. <laughs> A little bit, but he's also supporting... It's meant to be funny, yeah. Supporting yeah. chicks on the bench. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come back from commercial, we're in the jury room, and Homer has fi- found a loophole in mm. the jury system. If you're deadlocked... As, he, as he's quietly working it out, and I love Skinner explaining everything yeah. back to him. It's like, what does sequestered mean? Explains it. What does... Deadlocked mean. Um, deadlocked mean? Explains that. And if a conjunction meaning that, or in the event of that... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Skinner and Homer are then at the hotel... Homer is just ordering shitloads of room service. Mm. Skinner wearing an apron. So, yeah, Skinner wearing an apron is funny, but also I just love Homer trying to be self-righteous, like to Marge, as he's got food stuffed in everywhere. The line before, sorry, there's a lot actually going on that I need yeah. to unpack. Let's not uh, let's not gloss over this, but this is some quality Skinner dialogue, and you can tell that whoever wrote this loves the character of Skinner, in that, firstly, um, as Homer's going through the whole list of like free food, free, uh, oh, free willy, Justice is not a frivolous thing, Simpson. It has very little, if anything, to do with a disobedient whale. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That he's he's called Willie disobedient. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fucking trained orca. He's yeah. very obedient. <laughs> but he wants to escape. How disobedient of him. Yeah, exa- exactly right. Willie's trying to be truant. Yeah. <laughs> um, w- w- Willie is Bart. Effectively, yeah. And, but then we get, like, Homer's bit where he's talking to Marge, trying to be self-righteous, which is the, I'm sorry, but the law needs me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's suddenly embraced your turkey, duty. Turkey falls out of his mouth. It, embraced it 100%. Bart is watching Itchy and Scratchy at home, and Lisa asks, Do you st- has the guilt gotten to you yet? And he says, nope, not at all. He's watching McGarnagle. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. This is one of the best movie parodies that they've ever done. Yeah. Billy is dead. <laughs> they slit him from ear to ear. Hey, I'm trying to eat lunch here. Looks like Eastwood. It does. It yeah. looks a lot like Clint Eastwood. Homer but is- I love the voiceover. Like, McGonagall, you know, uh, but he only has one witness. A little sissy boy. Yeah. 
<laughs> too scared to come forward. The voiceover for the next thing's funnier. Not the voiceover, but just what you could hear over the top. Free Willy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. Jump, Free Willy. Jump. Yeah, Homer. Homer's so passionate. Yeah. Jump, you can do it. And the joke being, you're like, well, you know he goes over. Yeah. And it, oh, no. Yeah. We didn't make it. It's the sound effects. Oh, what a mess. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess is one of my favorite lines, like recurring lines in movies. You've actually mentioned this before, yeah. yeah. It's so good. Whatever you just get, like you'll find it every now. Is, and Is that then. what um, Tommy Lee Jones says all the time? No, I don't know if he says it all the time. That's the one he says a lot, though. My oh my, what a mess! Oh no, well, he says it once in the Fugitive. After the train wreck, he comes in. He's like, my oh my oh my, what a mess! I thought he said it quite. I thought he said it in a few different movies. I could be wrong. But, oh, maybe. Anyway, maybe uh, that. But just in general, like there's one. Um, there's some real. I'm not sure if it's Sharknado. Well, maybe or you just mentioned Tommy Lee Jones when you're talking about have. this. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's Sharknado. Sharknado's got a good water mess or something along those lines. But like, there's just in general, I'd love to do a smash cut, a super compilation on YouTube of what a mess. We can make it a segment. It'd be really hard, like to the point where, as if I was acting in something and I got delivered that line, it'd be like saying Bond, James Bond. I'm like, there's so many what a mess has come before me. <laughs> do your Bond, James Bond. On the spot. Jesus. Hang on, I've got to... Im- I have to clear the nose. I have to, Im- I have to embody Bond <laughs> if I'm going to be doing this. Bond or Bond? Either way. Either way. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Ate the microphone then. <laughs> right. So he's holding his wallet. Trying to give listeners at home a visual. He's just touched his lip. Bond. James Bond. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I needed a context. You need, like, you, you need to watch it. Um, you can't just on. listen to it. All right, let's let's do it again, but we're going to set the scene, okay? okay? Let's do it at the end of the episode. All right, then. Give me a moment to work into my bond. It's a tease. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where were we up to in the episode? Okay, so it's just watch McGarnival and Billy's dead. Oh, Free Willy as well. Homer is then stealing everything. Is that my necktie? Souvenir. <laughs> <laughs> it's another funny um, like audio of the whatever it is that Homer's dropping out the it's window. table that he drops yeah. out the window to Barney. Uh, catch what? But then asks Marge for advice And Mm. we get the Uncle Arthur story Yeah Where he just went crazy Yeah, did he what? Yes (laughs) Apparently Uncle Arthur took out quite a lot of people Yes, and it took Was it 75? 75 US Marshals to bring him down Yep On a grave September December morn Marge says, listen to your heart You'll know what to do Unlike your uncle Or something like that Yeah That's never speaking to him again Listen to what your heart says Not the voices in your head Unlike a certain uncle Yes, yep, yep Bart then gets the trial reopened Because the judge can't say no to kids Mm. Even though it's grossly illegal. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he tells the jury what happened. He tells everybody what happened. Mm. And we get we we as viewers get to see what happened to the waiter. Yeah. It was all just him being clumsy. Yeah. And the waiter takes a stance. This is an outrage. Yeah. I'm not some clumsy, cluser-esque waiter. Yeah. Falls straight out into rat traps. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another question. That rat trap company, the mm. truck, established what year? Uh, Within five years of this episode. Uh, 1989. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So Hutz asked Bart, how could you have seen all this? Shouldn't you have been at school? Mm. Bart reveals that, you know, I, I, I skipped skip school. school. Skinner stands up, cracks Instantly. the shits. Yeah. Aha! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! I, I, we get another... The one thing that we do get two episodes in a row that works so well is a poo shutting Skinner down. Yeah, yeah. I didn't What's, think about that. What? What? What slip up? He yeah. admitted it. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> it's, another, it's twice when Skinner sort of said, I really needed this. It is twice that he He's said, underwear. I need this, yeah. yeah. 
These, these episodes are so similar. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got similar similar themes. Yes, but, yeah. But I mean, they're dealing with... Two. Are they similar themes? They're actually best friends in one and enemies in the other. No, but I mean, um, themes of Skinner. Yes. Of yeah. ne- needing, vali- of Skinner. needing validation, not having a huge amount going on in his life, and tiny wins are big wins for him. Swatswatter didn't write last week's episode, did he? I think it was Oakley and I, I, someone else. I, I, anyway. Skinner then confronts Bart at the front, and Bart sort of says, well, I guess these kind of cancel each other out, don't yeah, they? Yeah, like when you say confronts, he comes up to him and kind of... When you say confronts, he comes up to him and kind of, you know, admires the Acknowledge courage. Him, yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, well done. You knew yeah. that you were putting your, um, your, your self in online. But on the other hand, he skips yeah. school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a small, petty man, <laughs> and it, it's nice. Little... I love that he acknowledges it though. Yeah, it's like I'm a small, petty man, but I'm not going to do anything to change it. <laughs> it's three just... months of tension. You know what? Wait a minute. Four months. Four months. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get. Back at the Simpson home, panning His through the bedroom, bedrooms just filled just with all the hotel covered shit, covered with hotel stuff. Yeah. As he tells a triumphant story about that's why we had Chinese food for lunch. Yes, <laughs> and then pulls out the glasses. Yeah, and those. And, yeah, and those. I think he has one more pair than in the courtroom. Yeah. Overall, it's a really it's a funny episode. It's just not one that I enjoy more than others. I've got plenty of other favorites in this season. Yeah, that's fair, and I wouldn't. I mean, you know, I I will openly say that there are episodes that are better than this one, but I. It, it is a simple story, but I though. I just it? like it. Something like, simple I, about it. You know, fun. sometimes yeah. you just like things, and you can't quite explain them. It feels different, doesn't it? A little bit. Like it's. I guess I don't even know why, though. Like it yeah. just. But it just does. It just has its own uniqueness. It feels to it. like a late eighties comedy movie by Ferris Bueller. Similar to Ferris Bueller, yeah. It's like Ferris Bueller crossed with Anatomy of a Murder. It's like or the caption of the verdict. Yeah. Mm. No, it's yeah. It's really good. What did we learn, Palmer? So, what did you learn from this episode, Mitch? Uh, I learned. Amongst other things, that children do not. There are no children at the 4 H club. There are not, none at all. I learned that I've wasted plenty of opportunities to take some souvenirs from hotels. Are you full? <laughs> Have you ever taken anything from a hotel? Um, I've taken nothing but like soaps and shampoos and shit like that when I'm on when I'm travelling. Oh yeah, just the little portable yeah. ones. My wife and I did a trip to New Zealand where we spent four days in Queenstown, and that was in a hotel, and then we rented a van and we drove across the South Island. So. The first day, we check into the hotel and I make some instant coffee that just like from the coffee and tea and stuff like that that's in the little shelf. And then the following day, I noticed that they replenished it. So then every day after that, I just kept emptying the thing entirely and putting it into <laughs> our suitcase so we would have coffee for our drive. That's nice. I made, yeah. away, made out with like 26 sachets that's of awesome. coffee or something <laughs> along those lines. Tell why I did take something once. It was a embroidered uh, robe from the Hard Nights Hotel, the Beatles Hotel in Liverpool. Oh, okay. Cool. That's fine. Um, I don't think I've ever taken a robe, mostly because I, I, I never bring a big enough bag to pack them in. Yeah. Like, hotel robes are fucking yeah, huge. Yeah, it's quite big. Have you ever taken stuff out of the fridge and replaced it from cheaper versions of it from the supermarket? So, yeah. like, you get a bottle of drink or some alcohol out of the bar oh. fridge and then go to the bottle and get it for half the price and replace it? Yeah, well, similar, but I do it beforehand. So, like, I'll buy a six-pack and I'll empty the mini bar and just put it all in cupboards and then come along and put everything else in. Actually, funny mini bar story. Now that we're at the end of the episode, I can do this. So, I on my golf trip that I went away recently, we're staying in share accommodation, basically. So, it's like one... Just the one two weeks ago. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, it's like it's a big unit. It's got a um, common kitchen, common living area, and then there's like four different bedrooms with single beds in all of them. When I come in, a few people were sort of starting to empty things out. Now, just just because I I happened to be the one that was walking nearby when we were checking in, that was my credit card that was on the room. So any mini bar, any that sort of stuff was going to be charged back to my card. I come in and I see this massive bottle of ouzo, like brand new bottle of ouzo, sitting 
um, just off on the side near a wall on like this little, de- like a lamp kind of lampshade table near the TV. I was like, oh, oh I, don't know, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> knowing knowing what was going to happen with eight guys and that sort of thing. So one of the guys is like, you should probably put that away. Like just pack it because someone's going to crack into that and that's going to be like 60 bucks or something. So just put it away. Yeah. So I, I hide the Uzo in a bottle. Uh, in a bottle. I hide the Uzo in a cupboard in my room. And then like three days later, um, so, so our, our last night there, one of the guys is like, where the fuck's me? Like, so you has anyone it? seen this Uzo, the bottle of Uzo? <laughs> oh, I'm no. like, I, uh, yeah, I think I, I was like, is that yours? He's like, yeah, 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 it's mine. I'm like, oh. um, it's in the bedroom. And so then, I'd forgotten where I'd actually put it. I was like, oh, it's in the bedroom. He'll go find it. And then he comes back. And he's like, stop everything. He's like, he's fucking hitting me Uzo in a cupboard. Like, he put his hat on it and everything. <laughs> trying to steal me Uzo. But you're just trying to save him money. Yeah. And then there was like a whole trial. Oh, <laughs> I, was, I was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Luckily, the other guy stood up for me. He's like, no, nah, that's partly my bad. Yeah. I thought that that was room service Uzo. Poor man. Mm. Yeah, I just, I just hit it on him. You ruined his trip. And, and not only that, Why, had, how did you not notice? Had he forgotten about it, then I would have just put it back once we'd packed up as well. Yeah, like, I would have left it there. Would have made them sixty dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Javale, Javale is here. Ooh. So now it's time for the mailbag, Mitch. Mm. What have we got this week? We've got a few things for the mailbag this week. Um, firstly. In a, in a general sense, this is not something that I want to delve into who wrote it, but we got another a, a couple really great emails from people talking about how we're either helping them get through their days at work yeah. by making things more entertaining or some hard times in, in life. And it, it's one of those it things always, that... It's amazing when I hear those stories. It is. So I wanted to take just a brief moment to say thanks so much for, for taking the time to write that in, but like it's it's we love getting that because we sit here and we think, oh, you know, realistically... We're small fry. Well, we are. Like, you know, This American Life is doing millions of listeners a week, and and Mark Maron's WTF is doing millions, and like, we're right down the bottom. drop in the ocean. Exactly. So, it's real easy for us to sit here and think, come on, does anyone really care? But then we get an email like that, and it just knocks you on your ass, basically, to think that we're, you know, that to some people, we are special, which is really, really cool. So, thank you so much for taking the time to send that in. Outside of that, yes, we do have some mail and we have some questions. Cool. Mm-hmm. Jane Lane. Jane Lane. Good Jane. name. Janie McJane face what? Is, the, is the email address. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, um, which almost makes me think that they've just made this up to be able to send, like they didn't want their real name being read out on the air. <laughs> I think Jane is her name. Okay. Um uh, Hi, guys. You might remember me from such tweets as, hey, Al Jean, come and do this show. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, so, when she was younger, she remembers having a Simpsons video that only had a few episodes centred on a particular theme. So, Crime and Punishment, which had Home yep. and the Vigilante, Margin Chains, You Only Move Twice, and Bart the Fink. All those videos are in that cupboard right there. Recently, while drifting off during the home, uh, during home of the Vigilante, she started thinking about what collections that, that she would make now. So, Simpsons Around the World, for example, or maybe one about Homer's various occupations over the year. Over the years, I what they did do Simpsons around the world, did they not? Uh, oh shit, I don't know. I can tell you, but looking that cupboard, I can't be bothered. <laughs> but if we were to do a collection right now, what would we make? So classic era. Mm. Mm, what would the theme be? Crime's been done. Should we get videos and see what's already been done? So we don't double up. Ah, uh, look, if you want to really put that much effort into it and go all the way across nah. the room. <laughs> I remember there was one Heaven and Hell, Crime Punishment, Murder Mysteries was one of them as well. Yeah. Um, 
Greatest hits. That's what the 100th episode was on. Greatest okay. hits one. I'll tell you mine. You tell me if it's been done. I would like to see Simpsons Culinary Delights. Yes. There is one that's food. Okay. Yep. All right, then. Um, it's Raiders of the Lost Fridge, I think it's called. Ah, right. Okay. Gotcha. Um, all right, then. Well, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that an hour and a half ago, and now it's too late. Okay. <laughs> Um, what would be a good theme? Surely we can come up with something. We're geniuses. One of us is. (laughs) Um, well, I'd like to meet him (laughs) when when he gets here. Uh, all right. But for listeners, I Mitch looked at me that then and was like, please, geniuses. No, I that that wasn't the look that I was giving. It was a case of you're over you're overselling both of us. Let's. What about um, movie parodies? Sci-fi, maybe science well, fiction. Have they done Simpsons? I was thinking movie parodies, and that was yeah. So you'd have like you'd have yeah yeah movie parodies be a good one. Yeah, so you'd have the but, Bro- Rosebud episode. You would yeah. have Cape Fear. Cape Fear, but Cape Fear's on murder mysteries. It's even the front cover. Oh for yeah, it. Okay. yeah, yeah. But, but just but, an example. Yeah. yeah, as an example, I do a collection of those ones where they've spent more time doing an out-and-out parody of films. What's the movie parody we did recently? <laughs> I don't remember what I did last week. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that, that'll be our theme, movie parodies. Mm. Um, I think it'll be fun. All right. We'll move to an email from Erin uh, from Wellington in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So there's a couple of things. Firstly, Erin was curious about, um, she's a law student and was curious about how, or, or as she puts it, the law, ter- law talking girl. She's curious about how we're allowed to play the opening credit song without infringing on copyright. Yeah, you tell us. Um, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you're the law student. You, you tell us. And if we are infringing on copyright, please tell us because we should probably stop. No, I, I, I think we probably are, but I think it's, it's at a point where Fox, why would they care? Well, this is like my- We're promoting the show. My response to it was A- we're not important enough a, for them to it's care. A, small, it's a short version of the clip. B, we're doing a review, and I believe there are some, yeah. there's some leeway when you're reviewing something. And C, yeah, I just don't think anyone that can actually get us in trouble has listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. We're just, we've fluked it for two years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's the answer to that question. <laughs> she would also like to know what is our favourite courtroom scene from The Simpsons. So for her, she can't go past any that scene. That could have been me. <laughs> she can't go past any scene with Lionel Hutz. But she's going to take, I'm not wearing a tie at all. Yep. From Margin Chains. Yes. Um, that could have been me is my favourite. So that Hutz is her legal idol. I don't think, she doesn't think that's a good thing, but it does mean that he gets to drink, she gets to drink at 9am. Yes. She actually said 9am in the morning, just to clarify. <laughs> My favourite courtroom scene... Oh, she means it, on The Simpsons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. on The Simpsons. It's going to be hard to go... To, to not take the obvious. Hutt's approach is going to be pretty hard. Where Hutt's handing the napkin. <laughs> and it still says guilty. <laughs> that is and pretty, guilty is spelt wrong. That is pretty funny. But no, I'm going to go sideshow Bob and the... No, truth handler you. I deride your truth handler Sideshow Bob Roberts, that one? Yeah. Where he goes from there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> and we'll round it out with an email that came through from Michael... Petrig. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Petrig. Petrig? It's either Petrig or Petrig. As a spell? Or Petrig. P-E-T. It's spelled Petrig. It's, it's P-E-T-R-I-G. I'd say Petrig. It could be Petrig. One of those things. Hey there, gents. I was just listening to Burns Air, um, where you begged slash threatened listeners to send in emails. Um, begged. That was yeah, pretty much did. I think it was more begged. Otherwise, if we were threatening, then Aaron, the law student, would have let us know. Yeah. 
I normally wouldn't take the time to succumb to such a request, but two things stood out in the show to me. One, who was listening from the farthest away. It was not necessarily the farthest away. I want remote. The, mo- the most remote. So, like, what's the most fucking obscure? If someone's listening to us from atop a, 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 atop a palm tree in Beverly Hills somewhere near South Beach. Technically, anyone listening to us in Ireland is a long way away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone that's listening to us from a research station in Antarctica. That's the sort of stuff that I want. From the frozen toilet or like Antarctica. Yeah, from someone that's in, like, fucking Wallaby Creek, Northern Territory, where there's only one house for the next three and a half thousand kilometres. Listening to us whilst watching the sunrise over Uluru. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Actually, be very kind. Of... That'd be touching. <laughs> someone was doing that, it'd be nice. Um... And number two, save channel 10. So, uh, he, he's from Louisville, Kentucky, USA. Now, I am mentioning that, for the, and as he points out, it's the home of KFC, Slugger Baseball Bats, Bourbon, and the Kentucky Derby. Is that far en- away enough to get a mention on the show? Well, yes, obviously it is. And two, I work for the local Fox station, WDRB. They air the new Simpsons on Sundays and rerun old ones on smaller channels, including the 90s shows like Seinfeld. If Australian broadcast TV is anything like America, then his answer to save Channel 10 might be cancelling our podcast and other digital shows like it because content competition is getting tight and the same amount of sponsor money to, is getting spread pretty thin. Um, let's, I don't, not, let's not do that. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> necessarily want to save Channel 10 that badly. <laughs> um, frankly... Are they just, they're just going to get bored out, right? Maybe because they could... What happens to The Simpsons? Can't... What do you mean? For, for people who don't have pay TV, mm-hmm. if Channel 10 goes under, what happens to The Simpsons? Someone else would buy the rice for them. That'd be... How weird would that be watching The Simpsons on another station? Not very. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not like the cricket where they've got people introducing it and then suddenly there's different voices. It's still the yeah. same show. I don't... Yeah, I guess. You already watch it on Fox 8. Hmm. Or Channel 10. Yeah. Or DVD. Or wherever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, it'd probably be easy to... Fig- or one. Like, th- there's already four different ways to be able to get onto the show. Can I just say, guys, just, I'm just on the Facebook page at the moment. A guy I work with, Freaky, sent me a link. I've had this link sent through a few times of the Inflatable Moe's Tavern. Have I shown you this yet? Yeah, yeah, you have. We need to create... I think you actually... Oh, did, remember you come up with the idea, let's start a crowdfunder and get this, and we'll have our book launch in this. How fucking cool would that be? It would be... Well, in, a, in a giant inflatable Moe's Tavern. Hmm. It has a bar and everything. I think of worse ideas, yeah. Would people be interested in that? Where would we do it? Right in. Um, on a roof somewhere. I'd like to do a rooftop launch. <laughs> sing a baby on board. Yeah. We get on top of the inflatable thing and we sing baby on board. Now that's a video. All right, that'll do for the mailbag. We okay. do have... Um, Adam Wright uh, has written in as well. Um, we'll read out his questions next week. Okay then. <laughs> no, you just got his hopes right up, and now they're just being shattered. No, I just wanted. To, uh, is that my name? I just want him to know. <laughs> I tell you what, he's got two questions in here, so let's let's. And, and he's a Patreon listener. Actually, Adam does say that he's listened to every podcast of ours twice. Wow, and is a Patreon subscriber. So we have to answer his question. So yeah, okay, he's got two. We'll do one this week and one next week. The Simpsons universe is well-developed and filled with interesting characters with unique stories. Are there any characters that you feel ha- have an interesting backstory that hasn't been explored? I feel like this is going to be a question we answer and then someone's going to write in and say, well, in season 24, episode 12, they actually did a backstory to this character. But if you're going off episodes that majority of people have seen, I would say... Mm-hmm. I always thought Duffman, but I'm pretty sure they've done one on Duffman since. Yeah, I always okay. thought it would be nice to see the real Duffman. I'd like to see how Quimby 
became mayor. Became mayor. I'm pretty sure they've done that as well. Because, okay. you know, apparently, back in the day, Hans Mullen was the mayor of Springfield. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'd almost like to see Quimby have his own spin-off. Do it like a, a Veep or an anti-West Wing or something along those lines. <laughs> There's so many spin-offs you could do of The Simpsons. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Luigi? Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing the Luigi story. Even like- a, a Younger Chalmers. Yeah, Younger Chalmers could be interesting as well. Seeing him interact with Skinner before they both knew each other properly. Yeah. Better call Chalmers. <laughs> him and Armour can hang out. Yeah. Yeah, that'd work. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Hibbert as well. I'm going to end it with that one. I'd just like to say, like, you have, like, Dr. Hibbert's always been a doctor. But surely there was a time that Dr. Hibbert was just a student of some kind. Like, maybe, how does a guy like Hibbert grow up to just be a GP in Springfield? Because he seems so smart. And he seems, like, what made him settle? Maybe knowing that he was the smartest person in town, he liked that idea. Maybe. He knew there was a town full of suckers. He knew it was easy money. But he always has to laugh to 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 avoid going nuts. To cope with the reality. I don't think he can be that happy living there. Anyway. That'll do for now. Now, we will end the mailbag with a um, just an announcement for a Patreon... Well, announcement of a Patreon giveaway. So, we'll be doing a, a our monthly raffles. So back up. Yes. Not, yep. Well, not really raffles. Our draws. monthly giveaways. Monthly one, draws. $1 gets you entry into the draw. Yeah, $1. Um, if you're a $1 subscriber or more on Patreon, you'll get entry into this. This month's giveaway is a... This is from the 25... Uh, sorry, um, celebrating 25 years of The Simpsons. It's the... Um, is it 25 years? Or is it just 25 of the greatest guest stars? This is a Mark Hamill collectible action figure. And you'll also be getting a full set of the Simpsons Down Under trading cards from 1996. Well, there you go. Yes. So, that'll be announced on Patreon, uh, let's say, next week. Yep. We'll do it next week. So, that'll give people some time to enter if they want to. Yes. Outside of that, that's the mailbag wrapped up. Now, we've just got to do Bond. Now, you've never actually sat down and watched a Bond film, I have, have you? I have, yeah. So, I've seen the Daniel Craig ones now. All right. Well, I'm going to show you kind of the best one first, so then you can judge me. Like you can judge me based on what we're what we're kind of looking at. Connery. Yeah. I need another thousand. Admire your courage, Miss Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mister Bond. James Bond. Mister Bond, I suppose you. Okay, so we just watched the introduction, the, the first time Connery ever said Bond, James Bond, and it's from Dr. He Nod. is a lady killer. Oh, fuck, is he? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. I would open up everything for that man. <laughs> but what's, what, you know, what's really cool about watching the first one? Because, like, Bond, James Bond has become the staple. Yeah, yeah. But when you watch that first one, you realise it's because he asks the lady her name and she says Trench, Sylvia Trench. So is that the first time it's ever been... Yeah, that's the first uh, time it's ever said in movies. Ah, so he's okay. kind of, in a way, throwing it back in her face and then it's become his catchphrase. Yeah. And you get the music kick in. The yeah. like, this guy's badass. <laughs> now, that's so that's your classic introduction of J- Bond, James Bond. That you see. Then Everyone you, knows. Yeah. The other type of Bond, James Bond is when he meets the villain for the first time. And I love this one because this is him just walking and popping his nuts on the table where it's it's not like Super Spy of I'm going to give you a fake name. It's I'm going to look you in the eye and fucking tell you who I am and I'm still going to get you because I'm better than you. And that's that's a type that Pierce Brosnan does that one really well. So, okay. I'm going to try and do the, one of those ones. So, you're the bad guy. Uh, let's say that you are a mining magnate. And you're trying to, de- uh, you're trying to deprive all of Australia's natural resources. You're you're overmining coal and selling it to the North Koreans at a 
discounted rate and that is going to have very bad implications. So I'm on site, maybe I'm posing as a safety inspector or something along those lines and then you come up to me and... Who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah, okay, let's go with that. So let's say I'm I'm fiddling with some equipment or something along those lines and you catch me yeah. and you're like, hey... What buddy, are you doing? Who are yeah, you? What do you yeah, think you yeah, are? Okay, all right, so we'll do that. Hey, who do you think you are touching that equipment? Bond. James Bond. That was much better. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I stood up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> that was much, much better. Yeah, that felt better. <laughs> like, like in the headphones, I was like, ooh. You needed someone to yell at you first. Forget fucking Tom Hiddleston for the next Bond. I'm available. <laughs> Comment, tell us what you thought of Mitch's Bond. Mailbag at au. <laughs> I've never felt so adult. <laughs> or not even ad- adult. was the wrong word. Threatening. Manly. Yeah. Just masculine Come and have a go If Bravo. you think you're hard enough <laughs> Catch me outside <laughs> Alright um, I think that'll pretty much do it We're going to go record A Patreon exclusive now Which is going And um, Purely off the back of a movie That I watched last night I'm going to talk about Robin Williams a lot So okay, cool. That's pretty much our, our little post show Exclusive for Patreon Is about to get recorded you can, obviously, I mean, we've spoken about a lot. You can hit us up on Patreon if you want to get access to exclusives. There'll be more top tens and let's plays and all that sort of stuff coming along. The book is done and will be in stores mid-November, roughly. It's going through the sort of proof process and all that sort of stuff now. Once it's all absolutely finalized, we'll be hitting you up with a lot more information about how and when and where you can buy it. International listeners, don't stress, it's going to come as well. It's just... A few a few extra hoops that we need to jump through to be able to get it all, um, particularly in America and Canada and that sort of stuff. Uh, but it is all full steam ahead and really exciting, and I'm really, really proud of it. I think we've done a great job. It's like a semi-autobiographical review of the history of the show. It's just, that- it's, it's fun. That's the best word to describe it. It's just fun to read. Yeah. Yeah. And, and good. <laughs> and good. <laughs> and worth the money. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be reviewing Lady Bouvier's Lover. Yeah, an episode nice. that I reckon I've seen less than five times. Yeah, my it's going to be an issue. So that's got the Charlie Chaplin. Yep. Um, it's got the Mrs. Booty. Play it cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Play it cool is pretty great. So what you gotta do? do. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that scene. Um, but yeah, you know, that'll be an interesting one to go back through and watch because I'll be doing it with. While I think I'd remember it, if it's you like me with if Colonel you told Homer. if you told me now what happens in. Lady Bouvier we know, the, we know the end That's Yeah it. I'll be like Oh yeah These these couple things But there's going to be Like 18 minutes of stuff That will be filling in For yep. me Thanks for listening to our review Of The Boy Who Knew Too Much Mitch Any final words for the listeners Bond James Bond Four Finger Discount is brought to you today by Podbean, the podcasting app that not only allows you to record on the go, but also upload from anywhere in the world on your mobile device. The Podbean app makes it simple to get started with podcasting. No expensive equipment required. All you need is an idea, and Podbean does the rest. So download the Podbean app now for your Apple or Android device and enjoy the freedom of mobile podcasting.